Thomas Edison, Richard Branson, John F. Kennedy, Mozart, Michael Jordan, Will Smith. That sounds like a list of highly successful titans in a variety of vocations. Why is it that we rarely hear that they have or had ADHD? And you know what we hear even less about? Serena Williams, Emma Watson, Mel Robbins, Whoopi Goldberg, Agatha Christie, Aaron Brockovich, Cher. Yeah, the successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Otsuka. I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, a lifelong student, now a coach. I'm also the creator of Your ADHD Brain is A-OK, a system that helps people like you figure out what they should do with their life. And we're here today to talk ADHD, your strengths, your symptoms, your workarounds, and how you proudly stand out instead of trying to fit in. I credit my ADHD for some of my greatest gifts. And you know what? I spy a happier life for you, too. So without further ado, a shiny new episode is starting now. Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka. Welcome to episode 113 of ADHD for Smartass Women. I am recording this on Saturday morning, pretty early actually trying to uh, make sure that you have an episode for this coming Wednesday. My daughter, almost a year of being home. She was in college. uh, She goes to school. She went to school at NYU in New York City. And she was finishing up her senior year when COVID hit. So she ended up coming home. And her apartment, I think her lease was up in... I think it was August, the beginning of August. And she decided to stay home, study for the LSAT. She's done that. Um, I think she took it, I think it was in the end of January. Went back to New York for a visit and decided that she really needed to get back there. It was always her intention to at least live there for a year and work and save some money before law school. So She found an apartment and she is going to be going back on Sunday tomorrow, which, you know, I know that so many people have struggled with COVID, but I feel so blessed that I had that year here with her. And I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do without her. You know, we don't do a lot. Well, we haven't been doing a lot for the last year just because of COVID and, you know, wanting to make sure that everybody's safe. But She's been um, my one source of everyday socialization, and I'm going to miss her. But the good news is my son is back there right now, too. He's in his freshman year, and I just love that the two of them are going to be there together. So anyway, I'm going to be spending a lot more time 
working on ADHD and working on this podcast. I've, I've had a lot of interviews lately because I have been so busy. All good things have really happened with ADHD for smart ass women and just, um, my work with ADHD women. And so I haven't had a lot of time to do the individual podcast episodes and I'm really looking forward to doing them because I love to get into the research and I've got some episodes that I've wanted to actually record for at least a year and I just have not. And those are episodes around women and hormones and uh, trauma. That's a big one. And I've wanted to make sure that I had enough time really studying trauma because obviously I want to do no harm and I want to make sure that I get it right. ADHD and sleep, that's another one. And less about problems not being able to sleep, but the problems we tend to have around getting into bed on time. Like, what is that about? You know, once I get into bed, I'm just totally fine, but I just can't get into bed because there's so many things that I always want to do. And there's a couple of hacks that I've discovered lately that have really worked for me. So I'll be sharing those. So anyway, I'm going to be here a lot. You know, several years ago, when I was trying to learn everything I could about ADHD, I found out about the ADHD Women's Palooza, which was a series of interviews of the world's top ADHD experts hosted by Linda Rogley. I learned so much from these experts, and I have made a point of listening to these interviews, listening to the Palooza every year when it's available. So this year, the ADHD Women's Palooza, it's going to run from March 8th through March 13th, and that's in a little over a week. All episodes of the Palooza, they are free for 24 hours, and this year I am honored to be presenting alongside the likes of Edward Hallowell and Sari Solden, speaking of women and hormones, um, William Dodson, Terry Matlin, Roberto Olivardia. He's going to talk about CBD and cannabis. Julie Skolnick, I love her talk. She always talks about 2E and gifted women and ADHD. So anyway, if this is something of interest to you, I cannot recommend it highly enough. And you can get more information at ADHDpalooza, that's with two O's, dot com forward slash women. I am also right in the middle of my free five days to fall in love with your ADHD brain master series. And I am having so much fun delivering this series and also meeting you all in our pop-up group. I should say I'm having so much fun preparing for this series. Um, by the time you get this podcast, I'll be conducting our second free training, which will be on Wednesday. So it'll be today if you're listening, PST. And it's all about building your own ADHD user's manual. So it'll be a really good one. If you still would like to join, you can find out more information at tracyoutsuka.com forward slash I love my brain. I could not have planned this any better, you know, with my daughter leaving. I just really feel like I want to dive in 100%. And that is absolutely what I am doing and will continue to do as part of five days to fall in love with your ADHD brain.
So on Friday, I'll also be opening the door to my ADHD coaching program. Your ADHD brain is A-OK. You know, we have these interest-driven brains, right? And because of that, I just really believe that there's no point in working on anything until you build that foundation of knowing what's important to you, what your strengths, superpowers, passions, and purpose are. Basically, where do your interests lie? I mean, what's the point of coaching if you're not in the right environment, right? If you're not working on the right things, if you don't know what it even means to be true to yourself. And we often struggle because we're doing the wrong things. We're in the wrong environment and we're with the wrong people. And maybe it started out that we chose work that had, oh, I don't know, prestige or it paid a lot of money or it was just easy for us to get that kind of work. And that's fine initially, but over time, it just wears on us. It's not what we want to do. It doesn't capitalize on our strengths. It doesn't give our life meaning. It doesn't allow us to live to our potential. It's not in an area that we're interested in. Hell, we don't even like the people that we're doing this kind of work with at times, right? So it's no wonder that we're struggling. And that is exactly what I provide with AOK. So it's that foundation, right? It's knowing what it is that you should be doing. So today I want to talk to you about building that foundation so that you can know that the decisions that you're making in your life they're actually the right decisions for you. So I wrote an article in Attitude Magazine about this last fall. It's called, What Should I Do With My Life? Six Revealing Questions for Adults with ADHD. And I also spoke more about this for the ADHD Palooza, which again will be from the 8th through the 13th. I think I present on the, I can't remember if it's the 9th or the 10th, the Tuesday or the Wednesday, but I will include the links to this in the show notes. So this is the deal. You don't have to sign up for anything to get some real benefits from this podcast because what I'm going to do is share with you the foundational questions that you need to figure out the answers to help you make better decisions, not only on your career or in your career, but also your intimate relationships, your friendships, what you spend your time and money on. And I'm also going to share a lot of the AOK concepts in this podcast. So just so you know, for decades, I had been trying to answer that, what should I do with my life question? You know, I'd read all the self-help books. I've always been interested in discovering more about myself. I took countless personality tests. I hired career counselors. I even hired a life coach, but I just couldn't connect the dots in a way that was useful to me. And I just always thought there was something not quite right about the fact that I seem to care so much more about this what do I do with my life question than my friends did. And I just chalked it up to the fact that I was more ambitious. You know, we now know that drivenness is a form of hyperactivity and I am very driven and I would say pretty darn hyperactive. And yes, I now know that this was a big part of my ADHD, the sense that I knew I had more potential than I was tapping into. But also we now know, I now know that we just care more about living a life of meaning and living to our potential than our neurotypical peers. Perhaps it has something to do with what doctors Edward Hallowell and John Rady shared in their new book, ADHD 2.0. We really need to be creating. And if we're not creating, we can get anxious and depressed. It's why you often see, you know, ADHD women, and they have this litany of accomplishments. 
They may not be connected. They might may not lead to one big ultimate goal, but we tend to do a lot of things. And we often don't even realize it. You know, I hear so often that because someone wasn't a success ultimately in something that they studied and they learned or they did, they don't feel like it matters. But when they go back, you hear this on this podcast a lot too, right? I'll go through someone's background and then I'll ask them, so what do you think about that when you hear it? And they're just like, oh my gosh, I never knew that I accomplished that much because I never really thought about it. I never really put it together. So anyway, if we're not creating, we get anxious and depressed. So we tend to do a lot of creating. But we also have to be working on the right things. Again, our brains are brains of interest. So it's your charge to figure out what those right things are. And that's what I can really help you with. You know, I am interested in so much I'm sure you can relate to this, that my biggest concern was always asking myself, am I pursuing the right interests? Am I really using my values and my purpose? But then there was always that little voice, do I even know what I value really? And what is my purpose really? And why is this so important to me? That's when I decided that what I really needed was a step-by-step system to tidy my brain, and also to make sure that I never forget what I already have learned about myself. Because what was happening was I was continually reinventing the wheel. And every time I'd get sidetracked, right, by another bright, shiny, squirrel-like object, and then I'd forget what I had learned before. My brain, it needed a process, it needed a structure, it needed a system. And that's how your ADHD brain is A-OK came into being. You know, I created it for myself, And then I realized that I wasn't the only one who needed it. I wasn't the only one who was looking for it. Because this is the deal. 25% of the what do I do with my life question is building a foundation. It's knowing the answers to those questions like what do I really value? What are my strengths? What am I passionate about? What do I do really well? What neighborhood does my purpose live in? That's the foundation that you actually build your life on. And then the other 75% of the what do I do with my life question is becoming more of that 25%. And we do that with action, right? We test, we tweak, we fine tune, and we discover what really works for us, what generates positive emotion and connects us to our motivation. Because what we do know about ADHD is positive emotion is imperative. If we are not in positive emotion, we can't get anything done. And that's because positive emotion connects us to our motivation. It motivates us. When we're feeling good, we want to do more of whatever we're working on because we know we're going to feel even better. It drives us. So, bottom line, we need to get solid on that 25% because who cares if you've climbed the highest tree? You've heard me say this before, right? If you're in the wrong damn forest. Most of us are out there working and working and working on that 75% before we even know what our 25% foundation even looks like. And this is bad for your average brain person, your neurotypical person. But for those of us with ADHD, it is a virtual deal killer. 
Why? You know this, right? Because interest is integral to a happy ADHD brain. And when we're interested, we can focus. Often we can do better than that. We can hyper-focus. And that's where our success lies. So it's even more important for us to know what we love, what our strengths are, where our purpose lives than for those without ADHD. And I know I've said this many times in many different ways, just in this podcast alone, but I've done it on purpose. I hope I've really hit this point or driven this point home with you. So where do we start? What's the first question we need to ask? Well, it's what do you value? So values are the principles, beliefs, and ideas that you stand for. They drive your personal and professional decisions. They influence your relationships. They make sense of your dreams. And sometimes we adopt values that are actually our own. But oftentimes we adopt values from our family, from our friends, our community, our church, professors, neighbors. I mean, it just goes on and on. Our significant other or spouse. And we think they're our own values, but they're not. And even worse, we don't even realize it. When we live other people's values, uh, we live other people's lives. And then we wonder why we're so unhappy. And this is especially true for those of us with ADHD. We're just more intuitive. We tend to be guided by an inner compass. And we know what we should do. But after years of being told that our way is the wrong way, we just stop trusting ourselves. When we get into trouble, it's because we're out of integrity with ourselves. So if we can get clear on what we value, it makes it a lot easier to make those hard decisions because we know they support our values. Now, one of the big problems that I see with values is we over time come to think that we know what we value. And I can tell you after working with hundreds of ADHD women, we often don't know what we value. Think about it. If I say to you, do you value love? You're going to tell me, yeah, of course I value love. Do you value compassion? Of course I value compassion. Do you value happiness? Of course I value happiness. And it goes on and on and on. And so what ends up happening is you don't even know what you value, right? Because when you value everything, you ultimately end up valuing nothing. And so that is why it is so important for us to get really clear on exactly what it is that we value. So the second part of the first step of knowing what we value is choosing a life theme. I always suggest that you choose a theme for your life. So your top values drive and make sense of all your other values. For example, my top value is to challenge the status quo, which is such an ADHD value, right? But let me tell you how this really helps me make good decisions. I know that I'm always attracted to the option that shakes things up, that makes things better, that's different than what's always been done, right? So if I need to make a decision, what I'll do is I'll ask myself, which option challenges the status quo more? Since that's the theme for my life and is really who I am, I know that it will hold my interest longer, it'll provide more positive emotion, and it'll be more motivating. So guess what? I'm much more likely to resonate with the decision I made and stick with it. The next step is step two, and that is to choose our signature strengths. 
You know, many of us with ADHD, we're so good at seeing everything we don't do well, all of our weaknesses, but we often have a clue as to what we actually do well. What are our strengths? So in step two, what we do is we take a deep dive into choosing the character strengths and then the signature strengths that represent the essence of who you are. You know, when I originally added character strengths because students struggled once they chose their values and discovered that they hadn't been living them because guess what? Values live in our head, but if we don't act on them, what good are they to us? They'll just make us feel worse because there's a disconnect, right, between who we really are and how we act. Character strengths, however, integrate both who we are and what we're doing, so they're the perfect place to fill in the gap during that transition period when we're not yet living our values and we don't know where to start to make that happen. When who you are, your values, is aligned with what you do and how you act, your signature strengths, you're always going to be happier and more motivated. And the best way to discover what your signature strengths are your character strengths are, I should say, because your signature strength are just your top character strengths, is to go to the VIA character strengths test. And I think you can just Google VIA character strengths. It stands for values in action, and it's a free test. You can take it online. So what's next? Discovering what your superpowers are. What are you just naturally really good at and then have built some skills around? So you've paid your dues. So talents plus skills equals superpowers. And talents are, again, those things that you're naturally good at. You know, are you 6'11 and you play basketball? Well, you were born just naturally good at basketball by virtue of your height. But if all you have is height and you don't develop the skills around basketball, you don't practice, you're never going to really develop a superpower of basketball. You can say the same thing for music. Many of us are born, I should say some of us are born with musical talent. Let's say we absolutely love the piano or the violin or the guitar. But again, if we don't practice, if we don't build skills around it, it never turns into a superpower. Superpowers can also be those things that maybe we're not really great at them yet. We haven't put in our Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours yet of, you know, training to get really good at it. But we're willing to make a fool out of ourselves in order to get there. So it may be that your superpower is not completely developed, but you're willing to put the time into it. So that would be step two, making a list and figuring out what really are my superpowers. Step four is all about passions. We need to discover our best passions. Everyone needs to know what they're passionate about. But for those of us with ADHD, again, it's imperative. And you know why that is, right? Because again, our brains are wired for interest. If we're interested, we generate positive emotion. We pop into hyperfocus. We can be incredibly successful. But if we're not interested, right, we're distracted and bored and we're looking for that next big dopamine fix. Passions come from within. They're what you love to do and could do all day, every day. Passions can be an activity, a cause. My children are a passion of mine. It can be jazz or cooking or dogs, downhill skiing, starting a business, writing, gardening, politics, learning about ADHD. It can be anything, but the thing about passion is it's selfish. It's all about you and what you love to do. 
Sometimes your passion can also be your purpose, and ultimately, that's the goal. Purpose, then, is the fifth step. Everyone makes such a big, hairy deal about purpose. It's enough to send our already distracted brains into complete overwhelm. What if it's not my purpose? What if instead I find a purpose and I think it's my purpose, but it's really your purpose? No wonder we're terrified to even claim a purpose. Purpose gives your life meaning and it provides direction to your many passions. You can't pursue everything you're passionate about, which is hard for us because we are interested in so much. So our purpose helps us narrow down our focus so that we're pursuing the right passions. Purpose is really just one of your passions that you've attached a side of service to. You're helping someone else or furthering a cause that you really care about. Did you hear what I just said? That is all purpose is. We make such a big deal about it, don't we? But purpose is really just one of your passions. So you're taking a passion and you're attaching a side of service to it. Who am I going to help? What cause am I going to further? Something that I really care about. The best purposes, however, are the ones that you're helping someone else not go through what you went through. Because when your purpose provides meaning to your past, you understand why it was important that you went through what you went through. It explains why you're here on this planet and it puts your life in context. So many times I have students who are just mortified about their past. They're so ashamed and that's where they have it all wrong. A mistake, it's only a mistake if you hide it, right? If you cloak it in all this shame. Or you just keep repeating the same mistake over and over again. Yeah, that's not good either. But once you expose to the light of day that mistake or what you think is a mistake, and then you use it to help others make different choices, it gives meaning to your past. Because again, you're helping others make choices that won't be quite as painful to them. And look, if you're not sure what your purpose is, that's fine. You know, and especially for younger women, you know, if you don't have a lot of life experience, sometimes it's hard to pinpoint what your purpose is. And sometimes you just need to work on your passions first, and then the purpose will come over time. So just pick one, pick a purpose, you know, and start testing it. When we're so focused on getting purpose right, we don't act and therefore we don't move forward. Purpose doesn't live in our heads. It lives and grows in action. When we're working in the neighborhood of our purpose, we feel that positive emotion. We feel that joy. We feel that motivation. Bottom line, you don't search for your purpose. You step into your purpose. It's always been there. You just need to claim a starter purpose and start testing it. You'll know real quickly if you are in the neighborhood of your purpose, and that's really where you need to be starting out. So the final step, step six, is to identify the overlap. Because we have so many ideas, we often stay in our heads running through our options while refusing to act. Other times we act and then we get pulled in a new direction when something more interesting surfaces, right? Instead, what we need to do is we need to look for the overlap. Ask yourself, where do your values, your life theme, your signature strengths, your superpowers, and your best passions intersect? This sweet spot is where your interests, your natural abilities, your positive emotion, and your motivation converge. It's also where you connect who you are with what you're doing. You know what? I think I also didn't talk about the sweet spot would include the purpose as well. So make sure that you're looking for the sweet spot 
of where your values, your life theme, your signature strengths, superpowers, best passions, and purpose, if you've claimed one, intersect. And I would highly recommend that you choose any purpose for now, just the first one that comes up that you want to test and move in that direction. So ideation is often a huge strength for us. But it can also make our brains feel very disorganized, right? In the glow of a new idea, I can forget what I know about myself. So I built my AOK system because I wanted to tidy my overactive brain and I wanted to remind myself about what was important to me. As part of AOK, you build your own intelligence report that lists your values, your life themes, signature strengths, superpowers, best passions, and purpose. And then Mine, I'm looking at it right now, it's laminated and it lives in the top drawer of my desk. When I feel drawn to entertain a new idea that I'm putting in air quotes right now, I pull out my intelligence report and I ask myself, does this new idea integrate with my top values, my life's theme, my signature strengths, superpowers, and best passions, or is it just exciting to me because it's new, right? I think you can relate to that question. So if the answer is no, I shut it down immediately. But if the answer is yes, then I'm allowed to continue. You know, I also consult my intelligence report when I have to make a difficult decision. Just having this bird's eye view of what's truly important to me calms my brain down and helps me to make connections that I otherwise might not see. So bottom line, our job, it's to hunt for every time when we're being someone that we're not. We're not living our values. We're not using our strengths. We're just trying to fit in. And we feel that in our body, but we tend to ignore it. We can't ignore it. We need to pay attention to how we feel. Pay attention to when you're not in your lane, when your momentum is waning, when you're second guessing yourself, when the bright and shiny are distracting you, because that's exactly when you go back to your own personal intelligence report and your own values and strengths and superpowers and passions and purpose. For those of us with ADHD, environment is everything. When we're in the right intimate relationships, the right careers, the right majors, the right friendships, we are successful. And the great thing about AOK is once you know who you are and what's important to you, guess what? You are also going to know the relationships that you should be in and the ones you should just walk away from. And you're finally going to know why. Because this is the deal. When we're talking about our values and what's important to us, it's okay if we're in relationships with people that don't value everything that we value. Although it is easier. The more values we share in common, the easier the relationship's going to be. But this is really what's important about knowing your values. Again, it's okay if we don't value the same thing. What is most important, however, is that the person that you're in a relationship with is not stepping on your most closely guarded and revered values. So anyway, if building this 25% foundation sounds like something that you have been looking for, then I would love to have you join us for your ADHD Brain is A-OK, where I'm going to walk you through the system step-by-step together. You can sign up right now, but I think enrollment, by the time this podcast actually airs on Wednesday, I think our enrollment is going to close the next day or the day after. I can't remember. But you can go check. If you'd like more information, go to tracyoutsuka.com forward slash AOK. You can do that right now. Again, it's built 
patented cortography system. I know you've heard me talk about it before. I built cortography initially answering all these questions, but it was built for the neurotypical brain. And so I went back to the drawing board with your ADHD brain is A-OK, and I made sure that everything that was part of the A-OK program was for the ADHD brain. So it's totally step-by-step. There's a workbook, there's live trainings and coaching, there's a community. You're going to build your own personal brain blueprint. There's accountability, right? Which is so important for our ADHD brains. All the videos are very short. Worksheets are very streamlined. You can do this. I have ADHD women going through it all the time. So anyway, you'll have everything that you need to discover what it is that you value, what your strengths are, what your passions are, and of course, the neighborhood that your purpose lives in. The program runs for six weeks. Um, There is limited enrollment. So when we're at capacity, we're at capacity. And while I will be very careful about who I let into this program, you absolutely don't have to be successful yet, but you have to believe that you can be successful. You have to want to flip that negative ADHD story that is so stuck in your brain. This program, it is for healthy women. If you have unresolved trauma, work on that first and then come back after. I just really want to see you be successful. So I'm excited to offer AOK. I hope to see you in the program. And again, if you want more information, you can find it at tracyoutsuka.com forward slash AOK. Even if you choose not to be in the program for whatever reason, I really hope that this podcast gave you a framework of how to really figure out, okay, what I should be doing with my life right now. Because you have so many gifts. You have so many strengths. And what I know most about you, if you have ADHD, you have a brilliant ADHD brain. So as always, you're listening to ADHD for Smart Ass Women. If you like this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review. Our goal is to change the conversation around ADHD, helping as many women as we possibly can learn how their ADHD brains work so that they could too can discover their amazing strengths. And you know what? Your reviews really do help in that regard. For me, they're like those little gold stars we used to get on our work when we were kids. We know positive emotion is so important for the ADHD brain, and that includes my ADHD brain. So anyway, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Outsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Not coincidentally, ADHD for Smartass Women, it's also the name of our free Facebook group. We're a totally smartass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. Join us at tracyoutsuka.com, where you can also find more information on our Your ADHD Brain is A-OK system. I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.